The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia is brought to you by Healthy Planet. This is 1059 The Region. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia. I'm Station Manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host from her home studio is Dr. Claudia McKella. Good morning. Good morning. So here we are, eight months in, and we're still dealing with issues associated with the global pandemic, with COVID-19. We heard the Prime Minister earlier this week. He called it the second wave. We haven't really heard officials, you know, talk about the second wave yet. And here we are. He said, yeah, this is it. It's unlikely we're going to gather for Thanksgiving, and hopefully we can keep our fingers crossed for the holiday season in December. How did that make you feel? Uh, I saw that this morning, and I'm not going to lie to you. I had a little bit of like a heart drop, and I thought, oh, my goodness. So it doesn't seem like we've made much progress with COVID-19 and that it's not going away anytime soon. The numbers are spiking, and everyone's buying toilet paper and paper towel Mm. again. Yes, we're down that road <laughs> so one more like, time. Yeah, it's like this is second time around, and it feels just as intense as the first time. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think people are going into panic mode again. We're all uncertain about what this means. And, of course, we want to spend time with our family around holidays. So the idea that we might not be able to is, you know, is upsetting and disappointing. Absolutely, and I think so many folks remember, because it wasn't that long ago, what it was like during lockdown, where we didn't leave our homes. A lot of seniors did not leave their homes, for example, for months on end. Uh, Stores were shut down, restaurants were shut down. It really was such an odd feeling. And it's still quite fresh in our memory. So how do you deal with that feeling like, I don't know if I can do this again? Honestly, I think we're all in the same situation. So I'm, I'm worried about everything related to pandemic. So in the sense that I'm worried about our health, I'm worried about the economy, I'm worried about the mental and emotional implications that this is having on all of us. So what I decided was I'm going to redirect my own attention away from this pandemic because I can't control what's happening, but I can control what I'm doing and thinking, and I'm going to focus on a little bit of self-care. And I think that might be key, is redirecting your attention. So not focusing on, well, here we are, what's it going to be like, and spir- you know, getting into that, that out-of-control feeling where I don't know what's going to happen, how am I going to handle this, what's going to go on? And you have to redirect, and it really does take a lot of attention and focus to redirect your mind and your thoughts, doesn't it? It really does, and it also takes courage. I mean, let's not forget courage because, you know, we, we are living in a time where so many things seem uncertain. I mean, certain things feel like they're back to normal, but then other things feel like we're back to square one and it really hasn't changed from March. But we can't control those things. So... I'm encouraging all of my patients, my family, my friends, let's just focus on what we can control, and that's ourselves. That's my health, the health of my loved ones. What am I going to do to make myself my happiest and feel in control? And I think this is a really important message because we all have the potential to focus on our personal power. It's a great way to stay feeling productive and to feel like you've accomplished something despite what's going on around us. So let's talk then a few specifics. What exactly can we be doing to focus on that personal power, as you call it? 
I'm going to, I'm, you know, everybody knows me and I'm all about health and wellness, right? So the first thing I'm going to encourage everybody to do is just take control of your health, okay? Just get in control of it, feel healthy, get healthy, stay active, eat well, rest lots, and not focus on what's happening outside, right? I think that if you take control of your body, then everything else is going to seem that much easier, and I would assume that that would include eating healthy as well and getting some exercise. Yeah, you know what? First and foremost, getting exercise. We need to get out as much as we can since we're not going to be able to be with our friends and our family. The weather has been holding up for us, so we can't complain. Get out there, breathe in some fresh air, take a brisk walk. 20 minutes a day is all you need to kind of change your mindset, right? It's all about our mindset. We have the power to do it. After that 20-minute walk, you know, focus on getting hydration, eating some healthy, wholesome fruits and vegetables. Just making those three changes, a walk, water, and fruits and vegetables is going to change how you feel about yourself and how you feel about the world. Those are good tips for sure. Now, I know you spend a lot of time in the kitchen as well. What have you been cooking up lately that feels like fall? So I'm focusing on all the nice, hearty root vegetables. So pumpkin, squash, sweet potato, um, lots of zucchinis. um, uh, Lentil soup is a really good one. If you add a bit of turmeric, it's anti-inflammatory. I just feel like focusing on those hearty foods that your body really wants is going to also encourage health and vitality. Sounds yummy. Coming up, help for the high achiever. This is The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 105.9 The Region or email us info at 1059theregion.com. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia is brought to you by Healthy Planet. This is 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. I'm Tina Cortez and over to Dr. Claudia with today's guest. Joining us today on The Wellness Prescription is Lise Wilcox. She's a transformational mindset and success coach. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Absolutely. I am a transformational mindset and success coach, hell-bent on changing the global conversation on emotional health and self-love. I'm also a mom, a single mom of three, a taco enthusiast, best-selling author, and <laughs> breast cancer survivor. Well, that's quite the, uh, the <laughs> that's quite impressive. I love the tacos myself, so oh, I joined you there. <laughs> So how do you, okay, so I'm really fascinated with this idea of helping high-achieving women. So talk to me about this. Absolutely. So as a coach, I am my own best client, and I'm constantly in self-reflection about what do I need? Am I really uh, walking the talk of what I'm practicing with my clients? Uh, And I am. (laughs) And part of that walking the talk is that I realized there was a gap that there are so many leaders and high achievers and really public profile women who are at the top of their game. And, you know, they've achieved financial success, material success. They've gone through the checklist and they're like, okay, I did everything right. And still, I don't quite feel how, like, it doesn't feel like it's supposed to feel, or I don't feel like I'm supposed to feel, or even worse, uh uh-oh, 
is this it? Like, did I just do everything right? And this is all there is. And so for me, it became a real passion to work with those women at the top and provide an incredibly safe space. Sometimes it's a sounding board. Sometimes it's just that person to talk to and figure out your stuff. You know, we're having this continuously human experience and we each have a next level of who we want to be because that's our natural state. We're continuously growing and learning. And as we go through that evolution process, I found in my own life that as you get closer to the top, there are fewer and fewer people that you can talk to who really understand you or who you trust and feel safe with to really get vulnerable with and tap into what is still scary or oh my gosh, I'm still dealing with self-doubt. Like, how is this happening? Am I still really dealing with imposter syndrome? Like, have I not worked with this yet? And so that's my role, is that I specifically support those women who are at the top and they're looking around and they can't really find who they need to talk to until they find me. And how did this come to you? What was your aha movement where you made this change? Or were you always down this path? I, I wasn't always on this path. I've always been an educator. I'm a natural learner and gatherer, gatherer of information. And then I love to share that information that I've gathered. I'm like an educational chipmunk, basically. Like I'm gathering and sharing, gathering and sharing. And so I started my early career in Montessori education. And I learned so much about not only child development, but human development. And that is really fascinating for me, that we all have a pretty universal experience uh, emotionally, even though it manifests physically very differently. Um, my aha moment is when I was living in a seven-bedroom century home with my, you know, quote-unquote perfect husband and our perfect family in our beautiful home. And I was lying there on the floor being like, uh-oh, this isn't enough for me. And if this isn't enough for me, like, what the hell is wrong with me? And I heard this little downloaded voice saying, uh, this isn't enough for you because you are not enough for you. And the, you know, the cascade effect, I left my marriage, I made a lot of changes in my life, and I really started to confront the trauma of my, of my past and really made this transition from self-loathing into self-loving. And I found in my own journey that lots of people could meme about self-love and lots of people could, you know, throw it into a blog post that nobody was talking about, like, Here's the actual process. Like, here's how you do it. And so for me, I really set about exploring that and what it looks like. Uh, and then as I said, as I continue to level up and I continue to grow, I was like, oh, my gosh, there are other women who are just like me who are climbing and climbing and climbing and growing and growing and growing. And they have nobody to talk to because nobody else understands them. So it sounds to me, I, I, I'm relating to everything you just said in terms of like wanting more, wanting to achieve more. And I kind of associate that feeling with the feeling of feeling burnt out. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So how do we combat this burnout feeling when you're not really burnt out, you're just needing more? Yeah, I, I mean, there's, a, there's such a slippery slope, right, between the pursuit of happiness and the happiness of pursuit. And I know people who have almost become addicted to self-help because they're not actually doing the work. They're just really chasing the high of the inspiration. And that is a totally different ballgame and a totally different conversation. But when you are somebody, and usually there's some kind of entrepreneurial spirit alive and well in these, in these people, but when you are constantly aware of how capable you are and how independent, how strong, and how resilient you are, it's such a blessing because 
it got you exactly where you need to be and exactly where you are, it's also a curse. Because when you're aware of how capable you are, you almost can't help. It's like border collies can't help but herd sheep and chase it, right? When you're a really, really highly capable, high-functioning woman, and the, the challenge becomes unlearning or how to relearn the fact that you don't have to do it all. So when you feel that feeling of burnout, it's such a good sign of like, oh, okay, hang on a second. Is it possible that I've really taken on all of the things and maybe it's for me to slow it down a little bit. And can you just go through those symptoms or signs once again so that we we can recognize them maybe in ourselves or someone else? Yeah, I think that feeling of your mind won't ever stop racing uh, to the point that it's keeping you up at night, because, not because you're stressed, not because you're worried, because your mind just won't turn off. I think that's a great sign that mm-hmm. there's like something that's ruminating, something that you're processing, and it's it's only on that infinity loop of thinking. It's not actually getting any action. Um, I think the feeling of, this is a bit of a different one, but that feeling of pervasive sadness that, you know, you are happy and you have a really happy life and still there's this like icky feeling of this kind of undertone of melancholy or sadness. I think that's a great sign that there's more emotional healing work that needs to be done. Typically, when we're feeling that kind of pervasive sadness, it's actually a combination of like anger and resentment that we haven't ever fully expressed. We've just kind of gone through the motions of doing more and achieving more, doing more and achieving more. And that can be a really good sign to slow down and and really um, take note of that. Uh, And also, I think that, again, when you're so highly capable and such an, to the point that, you know, I ask a lot of women, you know, what do you do for fun? Or like, what do you really enjoy? And there's this almost like embarrassing silence on the other end. They're like, oh my God, I don't know. They've been so focused on building their business or so focused on building their family or, you know, for so many of us, so focused on doing both, taking care of parents, navigating a pandemic that all of a sudden they get to, you know, the end of their to-do list and it's, they haven't made their own to-do list, their own care list for so long. They're completely at odds with, oh my God, like what does self-care actually look like for me and how do I, how do I really invest in protecting my own energy and doing what feels really good only for me? And could some of those symptoms be associated with bigger issues as well? Like you mentioned, you know, that racing mind, that pervasive sadness, that never-ending to-do list or not doing a to-do list for yourself, you know, could that be a sign of other things, whether it's depression or something else? I am not a therapist and I'm not a psychologist and I'm very, very open about that. Mm -hmm. Um, In my experience with the people that I work with, it's not a clinical depression. It's not a generalized anxiety. It is very simply the inattention to how one feels. So I love the analogy, and again, I use this in my own life, and I use it with my clients all the time. When you look at a a purple painting, let's say, you know, you look at it like a beautiful Monet painting, you see purple and you appreciate, like, what a beautiful painting this is. Very seldom, and I would argue probably never, do you stop and think like, wow, what a beautiful painting. I love the combination of red and blue it took to get this shade of purple. And for me, as a passionate advocate of emotional health, I think when we have those feelings, like a deep sadness that, again, everything seems to be fine. I just kind of can't shake this little bit of sadness. It's not debilitating in any way. I just, I don't know. I don't don't feel 
great. And I don't know what to do about that. You know, I have a happy life. I love my husband. I love my job. I love my kids, whatever it is. I just don't feel great. For me, I think that's such a good, I think that our emotions are just feedback. And that feedback is always giving us really valuable insight as to what still needs to be healed. And so, especially as women, we're never fully taught or even given permission to experience those really uncomfortable or negative feelings, right? Like so few of us know how to experience anger and feel anger in an appropriate way or how to really deal with resentment and how to be honest and vocal about that. And so we repress it. And so for me, I think our emotional body so often, you know, something presents as this like weird pervasive sadness we can't shake when actually if we scratch a little surface and get down deeper to like a deeper subconscious level, you can start to dissect it and realize it's, oh my gosh, it's actually the combination, just like red and blue make purple. It's this combination of anger and resentment coming together and, and presenting as sadness. The problem is when you constantly treat sadness, it's like, okay, cool, now I'll do something that makes me happy. Oh, no, I don't feel any better. It's because you're not actually dealing with or healing from those emotions of anger and resentment, and so you kind of keep treating a problem that isn't real, that doesn't exist, and then those icky feelings of like, well, I guess this is what it's always going to be like, and is this all there is, and I guess there's never any way out for me, and um, uh, in this, you know, I'm just going to kind of sit in my own misery and not talk to anybody of it. I think that's, that's kind of the, the warning sign. It, it makes so much sense. Now, before I go on to ask you about how you can help high potential women unleash their authentic selves, which I think is like a fantastic statement in itself, mm-hmm. let me ask you to define what is emotional alchemy? Emotional alchemy is a term that I kind of created during my own cancer experience. You know, I am a solo parent of three little girls. I had just navigated divorce, which was the worst experience of my life. And just as as I was building my business and, you know, I was starting to leave divorce in the rearview mirror, um, I got a breast cancer diagnosis at age 36, like the same day that my ex-husband got married. (laughs) It was like, oh, you've got to be joking me. And I was so mad. I was so deflated. And I felt just so trapped. But again, this is a common theme in my healing. I was lying on my living room floor and I was just screaming out, like, how am I going to do this? There were like a lot more expletives, but baseline, how am I going to do this? And again, I heard that little downloaded voice that was like, you are going to make this beautiful. And I was like, what? And I heard it again, very clearly, this voice said, you are going to make this beautiful. And I pivoted in that moment. I was like, oh my God, I'm not doing cancer the way anybody else has ever done cancer. I'm going to choose to make this uniquely my own, make it a really beautiful and purposeful experience. I'm going to learn so much. I'm going to share this and I'm going to make it something, I'm going to create something really, really beautiful from this experience. Um, my dad, when I was 16, had given me a copy of The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho, and that is my favorite book. And so in that moment, I was like, oh, my God, what I'm doing, it's, it's like it's emotional alchemy. And I looked back at every scenario in my life where I'd come through serious hardships, like childhood abuse, like divorce that had its own fair share of nonsense after the fact, and I realized I do this very naturally. Um, almost compulsively to make these really dark experiences golden, light, and my own. And so for me, I was like, I'm going to make that a part of my own branding and marketing to teach people how they can take this path, let it inform their present without dictating their future and really start to create a beautiful, co-create this like beautiful future based on all the experiences of the past, 
but making them work for you in a really wonderful, beautiful way. You are remarkably so honest and real, and you heard that voice, you are going to do this. I've known many women, frankly, with um, issues in their lives, with breast cancer diagnosis, and they didn't hear that voice. So what if you, Mm -hmm. what do you do if you don't hear it? What if you don't have that voice, that strength inside you? How do you find it? I think that everybody, I don't think, I know that everybody has that strength inside of them. And again, I think that it's very seldom that we're born into families where we're supported in listening to it. So often, especially the generation that we're a part of, like so often we're raised by people who want us to meet status quo or, you know, like if they did things a certain way, we're expected to do things a certain way as well. And that's really dangerous because when you're placing your value your metric of success, your worthiness, when you're placing that as a condition on, of somebody else's that you have to teach yourself how to listen to your own gut. Like nobody can do that for you. The work that I do with, with women, I feel like I'm a sounding board to allow them or the space or to give them permission to simply be themselves. Not because anybody else expects anything of them, but because this is who they are Here's how they arise on this planet with their own unique gifts and strengths and abilities. All they have to do is tap into that and and learn that it's safe to do so. I do a lot of work with the subconscious mind, which is where we basically detect fear in our lives. And I work with women to spot those blind spots or illuminate those blind spots, identify those limiting beliefs that are like, oh, I could never do that because of this, this, and that. I work with women to not only identify, but to release those limiting beliefs and then teach our subconscious mind and emotional body that it is totally safe to do things in a different way and move on from there. So long answer, uh, but very simply, you absolutely possess the skills it takes for you to do what feels right and true for you in your path. It's just a matter of like trusting yourself and learning how to trust yourself to do so. So I agree with you. I think that we all have the potential, and I think that every woman has, like, high potential. I'm one of those women. So if I were to ask you, um, how do I unleash my authentic self? I mean, I work with people for six months. (laughs) Yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) All right, 30 seconds or less. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Honestly, it's step by step, but it's constantly checking in with what you need at the time. I have this great analogy that once I went to New York City and I knew where I was starting, I knew where I was going to end up, and I didn't look at a map in between. I trusted my gut. If the light was red, I stopped or I turned the other way. If the light was green, then I could keep going. And that was the very first exercise I used for myself to navigate without a plan, without the need to control it. Just allow myself to trust and flow to give me a little bit of proof that it's safe to let go. Like it's safe to be in flow with your own life and really trust the path that you're on. It's all about like reframing perspective on the way it's been so that you can really adopt the way you want it to be. And it's, it's such a simple but ridiculously powerful shift in mindset. It puts you back in the driver's seat of your own life. So I'm excited about this, and if our <laughs> listeners, yeah, very excited. And if our listeners want to reach out to you, where can they do that? The best place is at leasewilcox.com. 
Um, I have a really active Instagram presence as well, which is at Lee's Wilcox. This is the blessing of having a kind of weird name. Um, but my hub is my website. There are, there's a video on why coaching, dispelling some of the common myths about coaching or the fears about coaching. Um, my book is available there. My blog is available there. My podcast is linked there. So it's like really the central hub. Uh, but I'm Lee Wilcox on all, all social. Website is a great place to start. And there's excellent content on my podcast. I call myself Beloved and on Instagram as well. Excellent. Thank you. And thank you so much for being here. Dr. Claudia, please remind our listeners how to connect with you. You can find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Michaela or at my website, www.claudiamichaela.com. That's our show for previous broadcasts of The Wellness Prescription. Go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia was brought to you by Healthy Planet. This is 1059 The Region. Connect with us on Twitter at 1059 The Region or call 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region.